everyone, this is Beach Corner, your backstage pass for all your local entertainment. I'm Donna Chickie. For more than four decades, Wayne Buttery, lead vocals and lead guitar, has been entertaining audiences. In the early 70s, he was one of the founding members of the well-known Toronto-based nostalgia show band Bananas. Wayne went on to perform middle-aged crazies in the 80s and founded the Blue Notes in 1989. In 1993, Wayne and his family moved near the town of Elmville, where he performed at local venues and resorts. In March 1998, he formed Wayne Buttery and the Groove Project and has never looked back. Wayne has an incredible work history. He has made several guest appearances with such well-known artists as Wilson Pickett, Tina Turner, Gary U.S. Bonds, and Tony Flame, to name a few. Today, my guest is Wayne Buttery, who will be performing as of March 23rd, Sunday Night Blues at Boston Pizza at the Stonebridge Town Centre from 7 to 11 p.m., sponsored by Beach Booster Group. Don't change that dial. We'll be right back with my guest, Wayne Buttery. Hey, it's Chris from Reflective Solutions, your audiovisual provider located here in Wasaga Beach, and we always listen to Beach Booster Radio. Welcome back to Beach Corner with my guest, Wayne Buttery, who will be performing at Boston Pizza as of March 23rd. Welcome back to Beach Corner again, Wayne. Well, thank you very much, and uh, how are you? I'm great. Uh, the last time you were on the show was with Harold Bickerstaff. You were discussing about songs for Kyle. Remember, the weather was a lot nicer than today because it's really cold. <laughs> <laughs> so today you're going to tell us about your upcoming Sunday Night Blues at Boston Pizza at Stonebridge Town Center, which is sponsored by Beach Booster Group every Sunday, starting March 23rd. So what are you planning for this weekly show? Well, blues, blues, and more blues. Um, that's hence the name, Sunday Night Blues. Uh, we're going in as a trio uh, with uh, Dennis King uh, on drums, uh, Charlie Hinkle on bass, and uh, yours truly on guitar and vocals. And uh, Well, I shouldn't say guitar and vocals. We all sing. Um, but, yeah, so... Uh, Lots of blues. We're going to try and change it up a little bit every week and uh, just have a party. And this is your band. It's the Groove Project, right? When you say your trio? Yeah. That's yeah. Super. Well, the, the band is actually, uh, it varies in size depending on the venue. Um, this is the smallest it's ever, it ever gets is a trio. And then when it gets big, it's an eight-piece band uh, with a horn section and wow. the whole nine yards. And a B3 organ and... That's a, that, that's a big band. That's a big <laughs> yeah. band. So what is the time of your performance? We're going to be starting at 7 o'clock and going right through until 11 so that those fine people who have to get up in the morning uh, can, can get a decent night's rest. And you also have other shows in town, so can you tell us about them? Uh, yeah, well, we've been doing the Wednesday Night Jam for five and a half years. Now, the very first... Uh, part of the Wednesday Night Jam took place at a venue called Cheerleaders, uh, which on its unfortunate demise uh, resulted in us uh, going to the Beacon and doing it there for the last four and a half years, and, and it's been ex- extremely successful. Uh, some some wonderful performers have come out and joined us. It's, it's kind of an open stage kind of thing. Uh, but, I mean, we've had the likes of uh, Steve Kennedy, Vic Cassis. Uh, we've had a number of really wonderful. Chuck from Downchild's been out, and uh, we've had the keyboard player from Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Uh, Colin James, not Colin James himself, but his keyboard player's been out. 
And on and on and on. And we're, we're just so blessed that we get that kind of uh, talent coming out to, to, to join us. Yeah, I was going to say, it's like an open door to all these talents are just coming in. Yeah, it's like a, a lot of people it's a big revolving years. door. Absolutely. You know? Sounds like a lot of fun. So you've been entertaining audiences for more than four decades. Yeah. So how do you keep the passion alive after all these years? How do I keep the passion alive? Well, I think if you're born with it, you're stuck with it. And uh, uh, I don't really know any other way to answer that question, but that's pretty much it. You know, it's. Uh, I had somebody once tell me that when you start out in life, you don't choose the music business, it chooses you. How interesting. Yeah. How interesting. Now, having said that, do you have any tips for new band members? Oh, for, for up-and-coming musicians? Up-and-coming musicians, yes. Uh, yeah, well, one thing is, is always wear lots of hats because uh, that rainy day is definitely going to come when you're in this business. Um, you know, for sure, just keep... Keep the passion alive. Keep enjoying what you're doing. If it's not fun anymore, get out of it uh, or take a break from it until it does become fun. But always have another hat that you can wear so that you can something to fall back on. I know. I hear that a lot with a lot of um, up-and-coming musicians where they're saying, you know, I just want to play drums, but there's so much more to do than just do that. I think they don't realize how much is involved as a musician. You're not just playing all the time. Like, you well, know, there's paperwork, there's much more management and all that. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot more that's involved. So um, you've made several guest appearances with such well-known artists as Wilson Pickett, Tina Turner, Gary U.S. Bonds, and Tony Flame, to name a few. Do you have a favorite story you'd like to share with some of these artists? Oh, um, well, you know, can I, I don't know if I should air these. Uh, <laughs> no, I'll leave that up to you. <laughs> it is a PG audience, by the way. I know, I know. No, I actually, uh, I guess, I grew up. Uh, when I was growing up, one of my favorite artists was Wilson Pickett. Well, you know, actually, let's call a spade a spade. He he was my favorite artist. I loved Wilson Pickett's music. I I grew up with that whole uh, Stax Volt thing, and you know, and uh, for me, to, what happened was I was playing in a band called Bananas, and we were. We'll talk Edmonton. about that. We, we, we'll get to that. Um, and we were playing in Edmonton, and we were opening for Wilson Pickett. And uh, we ended up doing, you know, I can't even remember what it, whether it was a week or two weeks or what it was now. But it was, for me, it was a dream come true. And, and uh, of course, meeting him was a whole other thing. And he, he was such a... Uh, such a really nice man and um, he, he and I hit it off extremely well and the next thing I know I ended up performing with him and uh, being on the same stage and uh, you know like I, I don't know what else I mean that's about as nice as it gets uh, being on the same stage with one of your heroes you know that's fantastic do you still stay in touch with some of them well I, 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 I'd love to except maybe not right now Wilson's gone. He's uh, he passed away oh, sorry uh, a few years back. Um, <clears throat> Tina Turner. Well, we 
basically the connection there is uh, we did a show in Hamilton and and we opened for her and of course we met her and then that's 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 really all there was to that. <laughs> um, Tony Flame, well, Tony was the lead singer for Downchild Blues Band, probably the longest uh, standing single singer for that that group. And um, after he left the band, um, I had another band called the Blue Notes when I was living down in the city. <clears throat> and um, and Tony uh, Tony was friends with our drummer, who was Sonny Bernardi from Crowbar fame. And uh, <laughs> so I met Tony, and he ended up singing with the band uh, for about a year, I guess. And, and what an experience, what a voice that guy had. And unfortunately, he's passed away now as well. But, uh, you know, just just a wonderful guy and just a, a great voice. Just a, fond lots memories. of stories. He's got more stories than I do, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> she got lots of fond memories. Oh, That's for sure. great. Well, let's take a short break and we'll be right back. Hi, this is Mark Crow from Stonebridge. Beach Booster is all about the beach, and you are listening to Beach Booster Radio. Welcome back to Beach Corner with my guest, Wayne Buttery. Wayne, let's talk about your 50s nostalgia act called Bananas. How did Uh this get started? How did it start? Well, we were out uh, one night, uh, a couple of friends of mine, and uh, we were in in a bar, and... And this was at the beginning of glitter, the glitter rock era. Oh, the glam rock? Yeah, and uh, it was all new to me, and I looked at it, and I jokingly said to the guys that I was with, and who are incidentally all musicians, um, I just jokingly said, look, if these guys can make a living doing this, we could probably do it playing 50s rock and roll. And I meant the thing totally tongue-in-cheek. And then... Within a week, we were in rehearsal, and we started playing pretty much full-time within three weeks. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and where did the name Bananas come from? Is it because it was just a combination of, of stuff that you guys were doing? The original name of the band was Joe Banana and the Bunch. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, the catchphrase was the band with appeal. Oh, uh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing was a real tongue-in-cheek kind of a, a kind of a presentation. It was a show band back in the show band days, back in the days when bars hired bands six nights a week and probably a seventh show because you'd do a Saturday matinee. And um, so you know we 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 were always playing, and uh, we ended up doing a lot of touring, as I mentioned earlier. But um, yeah, that's. Uh, that's how it started. That's how it started. So who had the biggest influence in your music career? In my musical career? Mm, that's a tough one. Probably, uh, I would say, probably uh, when I discovered the blues, I thought I knew it all, right? I was a kid, right? I was a teenager, right? I thought I knew it all. And I was playing with Bananas, and, and, and we had a... A very unusual Saturday night off. We were walking up Young Street and we heard this incredible music coming out of the Colonial Tavern, which I don't even think is there anymore. And um, we walked in and there was this incredible band. 
Junior Wells was playing harmonica. Um, uh, James Cotton was also part of the band, so there were two harmonica players and Buddy Guy. That was they were the featured members of this band, and I'd never heard them before, and I'd never heard blues the way it was really meant to be played, and it changed my life. It changed my entire outlook on music and um, I guess I was always a card carrying blues guy and just didn't really know it. How cool, how interesting. I always like to hear stories like that. So when you move to Elmville, you form a blues band called The Groove Project from the local talent pool. What inspired you to create this band? Well, it's 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 almost like a virus, you know, you get bit by it and um you know, you, you love the interaction of playing with other people. And uh, I, I had sort of had my eye on a few such different situations. I ran into an old friend, actually the keyboard player from Bananas, uh, lived up here and had a boat in, in Midland, a sailboat. And we ran into one, other, one another one day and decided, well, we should put a band together. And... Uh, so we started looking for other players, and, and there was, a, believe it or not, another Wasega Beach connection. Um, they did a Wasega Beach Blues Festival at the, um, oh, that's the name of it now. The, the, it's a park here in town. Um, and this is not the, the one that we have now. This was a different Wasega Beach Blues Festival. Okay. And, um, oh, the sun... I'm trying to remember the name of the park. Uh, there's a lot. It had a reputation for having a lot of youth. Okay. Uh, stay, stay in, in, in there. And she decided uh, that she wanted to do a blues festival, and she did. And uh, I had just moved up here, and we were asked if we would play. And uh, Charlie, I met Charlie Henkel just previously to. Uh, the festival and, and I called him up and I said look I got to put a band together for this festival would you like to play and uh, he said sure I'd, I'd love to and uh, so Charlie and myself and and um, we had a different drummer actually that uh, his name escapes me the only thing I remember is that he actually was the drummer at one time for Jefferson Airplane how oh, cool and he was from the area and um, we got lots of talent here oh yeah and uh, but anyway, we we did the festival and and, and we got through it with our lives. <laughs> <laughs> with our lives, oh, oh my yeah. gosh. We, well, it was virtually no rehearsals. Uh, you know, it was kind of like here's the song lesson, here's the keys, let's go. And uh, so so we did, and 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 it went over very well. But there were some really polished acts there, and we kind of we kind of got. Mm, you know, we got our bums kicked a little bit. <laughs> but that's okay. It, it was all in good fun. And, and anyway, so that was my introduction to Charlie and how this band sort of, going back to how this mm-hmm. everything goes full circle, and that's how he ended up being in, in this band. And, and uh, uh, you know, uh, what can I tell you? That's about yeah. all there is. So did you take any singing lessons? No. No singing lessons. As a matter of fact, there is a story that goes with that, and that <clears throat> that's a silly one. Uh, I always was a closet singer, you know. I always thought, you know, maybe in the shower or 
But I, I, I considered myself more a guitar player. And it was kind of ironic. I had met a guy who said, look, guitar players are a dime a dozen. And there's always a hired gun on the corner who's going to be better than you. So, wow. Uh, it was a real slap, you know, wake up. No you kidding. Know? And uh, he says, so be, you know, make sure you've got, some, it goes with what I was saying, make sure you got something else going. And I said, okay, good advice. And uh, I, here I am still playing with bananas. I'm the, I'm the guitar player with bananas and the singer doesn't show. Oh. Now I had done these shows so many times that I knew every lyric. I could dot every I and cross every T lyrically and guitar wise. So I stepped up to the microphone for the very first time and uh, began singing uh, the songs. Didn't even know I could. Oh my goodness, that's amazing! <laughs> and and every, I've been singing ever since. Wow. So, do you find the blues has evolved over the years? Yeah, and and I think that Canada's played a big role in that. It, of course, it's, it's the great American tradition, right? The, the blues, uh, particularly down around Mississippi and Narlands. Of course, <laughs> of course. <laughs> um, but uh, more recently, I guess in the last uh, 15, 16 years, Canadian blues artists have been writing their own version of the blues and uh, and and performing it and recording it and it's been getting notoriety all over the world and as a matter of fact a lot of the a lot of the artists that participate in the blues challenge in Memphis uh, every year a lot of them are Canadian and a lot of them win oh, that's great so, that's great to which hear. incidentally we uh, we uh, were nominated uh, a few years back, back in 2010, for um, the best self-produced CD for Tangled Roots. Wow! Well, congratulations. So That's wonderful. We didn't win, but we doesn't matter. You were nominated. Nominations are good. <laughs> so, when you're not performing, what do you enjoy doing? Oh, um, well, I'm a I'm a writer. I'm. Uh, I uh, write music, so that that's kind of how I relax. Other than that, um, you like taking a stroll on the beach, enjoying yeah, the beautiful well, Southern Georgian Bay area. Why wouldn't you do that? And when you have such a you know the world's largest freshwater beach, why wouldn't you? <laughs> of course, of course, that's where we live up here. So, what's next for Wayne Buttery? What do you have planned? Well, we we hope to get back in the studio again, um, probably late summer, early fall to record yet another CD. Um, we have three now, and we're going to be going for our fourth CD. This time it's going to be all original works, all written by uh, Charlie and myself, some by Charlie, some by me, and, and, and others that would be collaborated. And then we hope to get that out and before again. Christmas. You'll have it out, and then you'll plan a little tour Well, we'll plan it. a little tour to promote it, and uh, yeah. Oh, sounds good. Well, thank you, Wayne, and look forward to your Sunday Night Blues at Boston Pizza, sponsored by Beach Booster Group. Thank you. Hi, I'm Mary Hunter from Wasaga Beach. You're listening to Beach Booster Radio. Well, this is a wrap for me. I would like to thank Wayne Buttery for being my guest. 
and look forward to Sunday Night Blues as of March 23rd at Boston Pizza at the Stonebridge Town Center from 7 to 11 p.m. sponsored by Beach Booster Group. Enjoy some of Wayne's soulful bluesy sound that just makes you want to get up and move. I'm Donna Chicky for Beach Corner. Beach Corner's broadcast weekly on Tuesdays and Thursdays at 5 and 7 p.m. and is a regular feature in Beach Booster Publication. If you would like to be featured on Beach Corner, please contact Diana at beachbooster.com. I welcome your visit to my Facebook and Twitter pages. Bye-bye, everyone. Hi, this is Wayne Buttery of The Groove Project, and you're listening to Beach Booster Radio. And this is going to move to the outskirts of town. Sneak around. 
grocery store I'm going buy my groceries every day I do believe I want to keep I want to keep that grocery book away Cause when we move Well, I'll to the Oscars of town 